Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Welcome, Street Talkers. This is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi with Street Talk Theology coming to you. Um, it's an honor to be here. And um, what was I going to say? Let me let me think a couple of things to say before I start. Email me, Pastor Grimaldi at gmail.com. Um, any questions, any concerns, anything I'm here for you. But again, it is my honor to have Ashuk Mohan with me. Uh, uh, Pastor Michael is not um, not with us uh, this morning, but Ashuk, he's gonna he's gonna join us during the week, hopefully, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a plan. <laughs> yeah, so we want to pray for Pastor Michael because uh, his grandfather is not um, doing well, Ashuk. So um, hopefully and prayerfully, he will come through that. But I know I know Pastor Michael is is dealing with that issue this morning. Am I right? Yes. Okay, so we were talking this morning. We, we we have some stuff that we do want to talk about during the week, but uh, we want to delve in that when Pastor Michael's able to come on. And we're going to keep that a little bit of a secret right now. But during the <laughs> week, uh, or at least towards the end of the week, we're going to get into some some stuff probably for a... a, a, a <laughs> You know, Pastor Mike. You know, Pastor Mike. We might be talking for a few hours, right, Ashu? <laughs> yes, yes. So <laughs> I was, I was discussing with Ashu. What can we talk about for just you know a half hour today? And we both thought about something really practical about how to study the Bible or ways to study the Bible, especially for people who are working who don't. Um, so Ashuk, if people don't know, can you tell them what you do? I mean, what is your occupation, obviously? Yeah, I work as a software developer. Uh, I uh, So I write software. I work in a, a, a startup um, here in Trivandrum, Kerala, India. And that's what I primarily do. And then I uh, I help my pastor out at the church. And uh, occasionally I t- uh, take exhortations and uh, help him with some of the uh, teaching as well. So, yeah, so that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he, and he's a good teacher, I'll tell you. He really is. But, you know, something before we start, I, I was, you know, so we were trying to think of some uh, topics to talk about, uh, you know, in not having Pastor Michael today. So, and we kind of, we're kind of a team, us three. So we're kind of, we're, we're missing one of our arms here. But I was asking Ashuk about something about, um, can we talk about, you know, dating, you know, should Christians date or not date? And he told me, he says, so you tell him, Ashuk, when I asked you that question, what would you tell me? Yeah, that's not something that we do here. <laughs> and it's not that it's not that people don't date here, but at least uh, when it comes to Kerala, still culturally, it's not a very, it's not normative yet. Uh, so, yeah. So it's not normative even for um, non-Christians, Ashuk, or just for- uh, for non-Christians, it's uh, becoming, um, I mean, there is a slight increase in the, uh, you know, it's becoming more normative of late, but then, yeah, still it is not a very common thing. Yeah, so hopefully, and, and obviously for Christians, it's something we just, and, you know, there's power in prayer. The Lord can bring somebody 
you know, um, for the individual, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm definitely sure. Okay, so I want to, I, I showed you this, this uh, book before, right? I'll shoot. This is How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. Uh, by Gordon Fee and Doug Stewart. And there isn't a book. I, I don't think there's a, a theological book in the world that that Ashuk does not know. So one of these days I'll, <laughs> I'll put up a book and he won't know it. So let me pick his brain for the next 20 minutes if I can. So Ashuk, you'd work. I mean, obviously you work from home, but and uh, he did tell me that he does not have a plan of how he studies the Bible. But mm. can you help? The audience, um, especially people at work, because we just we just went through this book in our Wednesday night Bible study, how to study the Bible for all it's worth. Uh, I think there's a well of information there, but maybe you can help us uh, help our audience, Ashuk, on, you know, some tips how to study the Bible. Yeah. So uh, when I um, when I'm talking about how I study the Bible now, there is a contextual uh, there is a context to it as well. So it's it it would be one way if I'm doing my daily devotionals. If it is one, it would be a different way if I'm trying to understand a topic, a big topic, and I want to square it off. That will be a different uh, way I approach it. And it'll be a different way if I have to preach something, if I'm to prepare a uh, um, sermon or an exhortation for the church or anything like that. So let me begin with the uh, daily devotionals or how do I uh, do the daily devotionals, how I do I, my normal Bible reading. Um, all I probably would have is my ESV, uh, NKJV Reformation Study Bible and my ESV Bible with me. So I have an NKJ, uh, NKJV uh, uh, Reformation Study Bible because I could not get the ESV uh, Reformation Study Bible or I would have gotten that. So I just pretty much depend on the footnotes if I get stuck somewhere. But then I read, I pause, I meditate, pray over it, and then uh, keep going in cycles. So the key is not to take humongous portions of text that we can't um, work through. And it is to take small texts but ponder over them and uh, meditate over them. So I, I always like to, um, one of the things that I like to do if I'm called to preach at a Bible study or something like that is take a very simple psalm that people are used to and tell them, have you really thought through this? Say, for example, Psalm 23. Uh, I like to pause on the very first verse of the psalm. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Because the Lord is my shepherd is, is a humongous, amazing thing to say. The Lord, the one who created the heavens and the earth and the one who sustains every single thing. And he, out of all the things that he can do, he chose to be our shepherd. Now, that's that's a lot to meditate upon. So, many times it is just stop and meditate on those uh, beautiful things and just go ahead. So, my daily devotionals basically work like that. I take a small, por a small portion of the text and just uh, uh, stop and ponder and meditate over the text. And I use a study Bible to, uh, for the notes in case I get stuck, in, in case I need a context. Yeah, and I, I think, I you know, as he was saying that, just the Lord is my shepherd. Sometimes we're just fast readers, and especially in, in, in America, we just have a fast life. So I, I really get that. That's encouraging. So here's something. Now, you said you in some of your studies. So let me ask you a quick question. How long does it take you to prepare a sermon if you have to preach? <laughs> so uh, it can there are times that I've had to preach on the spot and I have to prepare. In yeah, a then you have no time. choice. Yeah, you <laughs> Honestly. Gotta, you gotta, yeah, <laughs> right, and it will depend on what you've done with the text before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then um, there have all, uh, already, uh, also been sermons where it, 
uh, it takes a few hours usually if i if i'm just dedicated upon it if i'm not splitting it across the week it right. takes me a few hours um maybe 2 3 hours to work on the text and go through the commentary and everything but then um it might also be because i mostly work with psalms more than difficult texts when it comes to a sermon so i have never had a situation where i have to um preach through a super hard text in front of a congregation kind of a thing so it's usually psalms and everything so i for psalms i usually use a book called treasury of david and that's all you need i think uh, that's a Spur- that's by spurgeon right Yes, Persian. So I, I've had these instances where I look at a verse in the Psalm, and it seems very simple. And I think, okay, there is nothing to do to be done with it. How how far can you uh, say something like the Lord is beautiful? If that's a verse, I'm like, okay, fine, the Lord is beautiful. There is much to be done with it. And then you look into a, a treasury of David, and you can see that Spurgeon has written two pages on it. <laughs> he, yeah, he, Spurgeon's uh, he, long-winded. He's a long-winded guy. <laughs> You know, I remember when I was a, when I when I first became a Christian, I mean, uh, when I was in prison, um, talk about long winded guys. I think one of the first commentaries I got was by Matthew Henry. And that guy, I mean, that you talk about and his the 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 the, the print Ashuk was about that small. You know, and he would go pages on on yeah, like yeah. on like a half a uh, half a scripture. Um, so here's something that that I And let me know if I if I'm instructing wrong. One thing I try to tell the congregation that I serve, you know, because people work and I try to tell them don't. And I, and, and I know for some people this works, but for the majority of people, if you're going to take your Bible before you go to sleep and lay down and read your Bible, I just don't know if that's the and I'm not putting them, some people that's fine. But I know that if if you're worked all day and stuff and you lay down and start reading, you know, you're probably going to fall asleep. So um, is it better? And and again, maybe it's different for everybody. And again, I'm, I want to uh, be careful what I'm saying. But is it better to you would say if, if somebody's working to do it in the morning or when they come home or is it is there any and i know I'm, there's probably no set thing but what would be the you would say where somebody could maybe get the most out of it pastor i remember being a 20 year old 21 year old christian and being able to pick up the bible at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the night and just go till 3 o'clock in the morning right and just <laughs> See, that, pray there goes hours. there goes my there goes my theory then right <laughs> yeah that was back then and it doesn't work anymore it doesn't now work that i'm now. working yeah and i i can't do the night time thing so uh, and it says somehow i had the super busy day and i couldn't quite have that time with the bible any any time in the morning and the only time left is night i know i would do it but more often than not it ends up being this thing uh, where i have to do with a sense of duty more than uh, more than enjoying it okay fine i haven't read the scripture today it ends up like being like that i it, it is impractical for me to do the night thing I, but at the same time i used to have a uh, this brother at church uh, who was my roommate as well and he he could go hours and hours in the night for him it is the only time it works it doesn't work in the morning yeah. but i but he's a young christian i do not know how long it will uh, uh, that will <laughs> last as yeah we don't want to discourage him though let him keep going till we don't want to you know um i as you're thinking about this and i know that our topic is If if you ever listen to me, Pastor Michael and Ashuk, we have a topic where we hardly ever stay on the topic. So as he <laughs> as he was speaking about studying the Bible, I was thinking about maybe because I'm I'm preaching in Amos 
about the famine of God's word today. Um, I don't, and you know, Ashuk, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do people really understand and study enough of God's word? Because and here's, my, here's the reason why I'm saying this. Hmm. If you got somebody behind the pulpit that's hmm. preaching and teaching and you don't know what they're saying, they can tell you anything. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking. Yeah. I, I always in, encourage and, and beg the congregation where I served it, please, what I'm teaching and preaching, you you need to go study and look and, and be good Bereans. We've kind of lost that today. Am, am I right, Ashuk? Yeah, um, it is true. I mean, uh, and uh, that people might see the, the whole reason we have all sorts of uh, false teachers and um, uh, prosperity teachers and everything is because people don't go and check their scriptures uh, they don't uh, wrestle with the scripture wrestle with uh, theological doctrinal truths and have that fight on their knees uh, through in prayer uh, depending on the holy spirit and reading the scripture rereading the scripture looking at the context of the scripture and finally figuring it out it is it is very true there is a famine in that sense uh, within the church yeah yeah I, 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 you know and the problem is you know, and again, we this is something that I think is the, the problem is if you're the congregation that you're teaching or the people that you're teaching, if they don't know the word, then you can tell them anything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and I think and, and, and I know that the Bible is clear that we need to be good Bereans. So um, here's a question. And this is probably to do with sermons. So I don't want to, you know. So when, when I went to seminary, there was only certain commentaries that we could use, um, and they had to be exegetical commentaries. So, um, and again, this, is, this was a little outside of our purview today because we wanted to keep it pretty practical. But maybe you can explain the difference between what an exegetical commentary is and just, and I don't want to say a regular commentary, but more of a devotional commentary um is, yeah. is is that okay yeah i think uh one would have to do with the uh the, the the exegetical commentary would i think would be more of a preacher's resource yeah um for right. sure uh, because it uh, the expectation is the person that who is reading it instead of him directly getting edified by it he can he, now he's able to use that text to edify others if that makes sense and himself as well say that again i missed that i missed that i'm sorry so so the expectation of the exegetical commentary is that uh, they would work with the text in such a manner that the reader is able to take it and then be able to edify somebody else and be edified. Amen. Amen. So that he can Amen. use it to work through the text to edify himself as well as others. Uh, whereas a devotional would be would ju uh, jump to the last point directly, right? That devotional is meant to be uh, edifying in itself, uh, as in that is a, what the uh, what is the expectation of it. So and also more, one of more the, personal. The devotional would be more yes. personal. You're saying yes, more uh, personal. And in the sense, uh, exegetical leaves a lot of room for what the preacher can go do with the text, different angles that he can take. This and is a great point. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we were just talking about that. And I, I didn't mean to cut you off on that. We were just talking about that, that good exegetical commentaries and, and will kind of open your mind a little bit, right, Ashuk? And then you can go from mm -hmm. there. But yeah. so when you're doing personal study, 
you would you would uh, recommend or if somebody wants to use a commentary it would be more of a devotional commentary, right? Yeah, a, a devotional commentary and uh, uh, even Matthew Henry concise, not the not the uh, yeah, not concise the is right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah concise know. would be a, a good commentary to use, and uh, new biblical uh, commentary is a pretty decent commentary to use. It's not overly complicated either. And so those are the, and then uh, many times I, I pretty much end up using only the uh, uh, study notes of Reformation Study Bible or ESV, Crossway ESV Study Bible. Both of these are really good study Bibles with excellent notes. Uh, so uh, one of them, <laughs> R.C. Sproul is the editor of one of them. The other one is a Crossway Bible. So I end up using that a lot as well. Yeah, so that, th th those would be, and maybe even a dictionary. <laughs> um new bible dictionary not uh, the extremely complicated ones but i i found uh, having the uh, biblical dictionary with me very useful many times when i'm going through the scripture so Say MLK, i'm stuck with ml guides it helps me to go to the <laughs> biblical commentary and find out what they are so th those kinds of things so i uh, ashuk for our listeners mentioned um the reformation study bible and then the esv study bible and one of the things i've learned if you guys listening buy a study bible make sure you look at the contributors in that study bible i think that's important right ashuk i mean i know if you look at the esv i'm not so i um the reformation study bible i know is that done by uh of some i am not familiar with as far as the contributors uh, a lot lot of the westminster guys and oh okay uh, so professors and rc sprawl is the one of the main editors yeah, yeah right and i know sprawl had something to do but i know in that esv study bible they are they they what's good about the notes there is they give you different um theological aspects and the scholars that are uh, investing in that Bible are from all, I mean, all sound, but all different, you know, you'll have reform guys, you'll have guys from other schools and things like that. Very, very well rounded. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have found it to be, a, uh, uh, well, I found it to be less preachy than yeah. <laughs> uh, in many ways. So yeah, yeah. So that, that is true. I, I do. Uh, I felt the same thing Yeah, about ESV um uh, the study notes as well yeah so here's a question um as we kind of oh, we still got about probably about six seven minutes so i was talking to my wife the other day and you know uh my wife rachel is very literal so uh we were talking and you know we we're talking about study habits and things like that and you know rachel wants to make sure she does her bible study every day and i told her i said and and here I says once in a, I mean, it's good. That you have to study your word. That's a top of the line. But there are some times where you can, like I'm reading, I'm backing away from the mic here. I'm reading The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self by Carl Truman, uh, forward by Rod Dreher here. And I'm, I'm really enjoying that book. So here's my question. And I was, I, I told Rachel, I says, you know, Rach, you know, you, you read your word, but it's good maybe to take a book like, the one I'm reading now. And so what do you think about, I don't want to say not well novels, I guess they are, but, but in a way that Christian books, like sound Christian books, like say this one I'm reading, are they okay? I mean, is that, is that, I mean, I don't want to take the place of study, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, but uh, when it comes to um, reform culture, one of the things that I've seen is 
uh, it sometimes goes to the other extreme as well where the people are incapable of doing anything with the text of the scripture if they don't have a book on the other hand people can be uh, very biblical but have an aversion towards anything else uh, spiritual books and everything bible is all you need um well bible is all you need but then um we all stand on the uh, shoulders of giants right people uh, great men of god who have contributed to the church who have uh, whom god has blessed with amazing uh, minds to think through the text and uh, bring out uh, doctrine truth in a very um and formulate it in a beautiful manner so one of the things that i've seen is reading books helps me think clearly uh, in the sense uh, you're getting to see uh, a sneak peek into the mind of these people who wrote it uh, right uh, how to think through the scripture how to formulate the thoughts together so in a study it ends up being a uh, bible study as well because you know you learn how to read the scripture and understand the scripture and take ideas out of it and also uh, there is a kind of study that uh, say it is any uh, topic such as say resurrection now i can go through the scripture and study uh, what does it have to say about resurrection but here is a scholar who has spent his life on studying this thing giving you information from genesis to revelation uh, very well detailed and uh, uh, a lot of information that might take you years to find it on your own uh, but here we have it as a book and we are informed about it and uh, that makes our life much easier uh, yeah. our pursuit of knowledge much easier yeah yeah and another thing you know that's 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 great stuff i mean top of the line stuff but you know we have a lot of stuff going on in the world today right um like we we're, we're going to yeah. delve on in the next few days critical race theory and things like that and i think that and and like i said reading the rise and triumph of modern self what i've learned is i've learned to look at how the culture is being shaped and how we can look at it from a biblical perspective and, and i think that's helpful in in and again uh, studying the scriptures good commentaries second to none but i think when you get writers that are are trying to give a biblical perspective of what's happening in the world i think i think those things are helpful yeah very much so and one another thing that i've saw thought as very useful as to have some understanding of systematic theology now ah, i'm yes. not saying that every single person should be able to uh, give us every single verse on numerology and uh, eschatology and everything but have a generic understanding of the attributes of god and everything so there is this thing that i wrote about the relation between um, systematic theology and how to understand the scripture and this is what i wrote uh, when approaching a portion of scripture that we are not familiar with there are two things that come handy first a firm grasp of the systematic theology and second experience in handling the scripture mm. which comes as a result of years of studying it think of understanding the gist of a passage as similar to looking for buried treasure in a piece of land our years of experience of having studied the text texture and layout of the land makes our search for the treasure easier mm. but often our eyes are so glued to the ground as we proceed with such a search that the fence of systematic theology becomes necessary so that it would it would serve to stop us uh, just when we are about to cross the boundaries of the land into dangerous territory mm. it keeps us from wandering off and helps us look for revelation only within the safe grounds of orthodoxy yeah so, that's a great, you in other words we got to I'll say that in 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 new york talk we got to stay in our lane <laughs> we don't want to go outside our lane yeah. right yeah, yeah. um <laughs> as you listen 
We have about um, a minute or two before I got to sign off. So anything you want to say? Because we'll be back, I think. Pastor Michael, say, did, did you find out we might meet this week? Or uh, did you talk to him or you didn't talk to him? Uh, um, it seemed like we should be able to meet this week. I spoke to him. Okay, and, good. Uh, tell us something before I sign off. Just um, <laughs> tell us how much you love us Americans. No, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all this said uh, um, about different ways and methods, uh, pragmatic approaches to studying the scripture. At the end of the day, uh, we need God to bless us. We need God to open our eyes and the Holy Spirit to truly work. Or, or else we might even be able to learn a lot, but these, this would be pointless. All that we do, all that we learn would just be head knowledge if God doesn't bless us. So, yeah, and one of the ways uh, that we can learn the scripture the best is actually plead unto the Lord uh, day after day and ask him, incline my heart to your uh, testimonies, not to selfish gain, and uh, turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things. Give me life in your ways. That uh, Those words from the Psalms, they have been a great blessing to me. I prayed those that's the first prayer I have in the morning. When I wake up, I made it a habit to pray that as the first thing in the morning. And I think God has heard that prayer to a great extent uh, in teaching me scriptures and everything. So I would highly encourage that we uh, understand that this is primarily a spiritual pursuit and uh, it is supernatural. It has to be supernatural and the Holy Spirit has to uh, open our eyes. Amen. And what an honor to speak to my brother. We, I, I love these guys, man. I love Ashuk, Pastor Michael and um again guys this goes fast but we we really enjoy doing this we love you guys this is pastor dominic romaldi again street talk theology we take our theology and we bring it to the streets even to the streets of india in jesus name thank you for joining us for street talk theology with pastor dominic romaldi you can visit pastor dom at desert sky baptist church at 891 west corson road casa grande and for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.